This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Friday, 9-9-2022. We got a beautiful day here in the Midwest. We got blue skies. We have a mist that's covering the farmland this morning. A sure sign that fall is almost here. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Sorry I missed you yesterday. Had to go in for my annual exam. I was out pretty much all day. But hey, we're back when we're ready to get going here. Here's your top five headlines for this Friday. Let's start off with headline number five. Kamala Harris calls on church leaders to advance abortion rights. From the Houston Chronicle, Vice President Kamala Harris traveled to Houston on Thursday urging people of faith to help lead the country through unsettled times and defend its democracy. Speaking at the National Baptist Convention held at the Hilton America's Houston downtown, Harris told roughly 2,000 people in attendance they must fight for light over darkness. From Life News, Harris defended abortion as part of her talk. She criticized Texas lawmakers for passing laws that protect unborn babies from abortion, saying women should be allowed to make decisions about their own future. These ideals now hang in the balance and in the moment than when we count on the strength and conviction of our faith leaders to help lead us forward, Harris said. She attempted to portray her pro-abortion beliefs as Christian by bringing up how she went to church as a child and studied the Bible. She also implied that killing unborn babies and abortions is moral when she challenged the Baptist pastors to fight for the light over darkness. Well, that's your, de- that's your Democratic vice president under Joe Biden that have these immoral ideas that you're fighting light over darkness when you, when you disagree with the fact that abortions kill babies in the womb. You're talking to Christian pastors. Anybody knows that one of the Ten Commandments is thou shalt not kill. And yet here you are subverting the Christian faith by telling them and accusing them that they are pro-life. So that's what you have with the Democratic Party. It doesn't doesn't surprise us because when they took God out of their platform, it just shows you that they're completely centered on secularism, scientism, and uh, technocracy, which is just everything to do with secular and removing God from the platform. And so that's what you get with the Democratic Party. Remember that on November the 8th this year when it comes time to vote in the midterms. All right, headline number four. Britain's new prime minister lifts ban on fracking from the Financial Times. Liz Truss has vowed to lift a three-year ban on fracking in England, claiming this could get gas flowing in as soon as six months. Defying advice from her predecessor, Boris Johnson, that such a move would not solve the energy crisis. 
The new prime minister's decision to press ahead with fracking was part of a wider package of energy supply reforms announced on Thursday aimed at cutting Britain's reliance on imported gas. It includes more drilling for oil and gas in the North Sea, the acceleration of Britain's long-delayed nuclear program, and more renewables. Great Britain News. We will make sure that the U.K. is net energy exporter by 2040, Prime Minister Liz Truss has said. The ban on fracking in England will end, meaning production of domestic shale gas could begin in as little as six months. From Town Hall, for the next two years, household heating and electrical bills will not exceed $2,872 per year, she said. They were set to increase 80% in October due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, hitting $4,000 per year. The measure is expected to cost $115 billion. Okay, finally, a, a, a world leader that has got it right, that understands that it's not going to make any difference on whether they stop producing oil or whether they produce oil when it comes to climate change. We're not going to stop using fossil fuels until there is a very clean path to renewables. Sorry, guys, it doesn't work that way. You can do both things at the same time, or as they say, you can chew gum and walk at the same time. So finally, a conservative world leader of Great Britain, Truss, is now opening the doors to fracking in her country to become energy independent. I hope Joe Biden will listen to this new PM and also follow her lead because she's got it right and Joe Biden and the Democrats got it wrong. The way we stop it is we vote these rascals out on November the 8th. All right, headline number three. California teacher boasts about queer library featuring books on orgies and BDSM. Fox News, a California teacher in the Capistrano School District posted about a queer library in her classroom that was filled with over 100 books, some of which contained sex imagery, information on orgies, sex parties, and BDSM. The teacher at San Juan Hills High School, identified on the school's website as Danielle Sirio, is known as Flint. Flint posted repeatedly on TikTok about books in the queer library and said it was available to students and has been active for five years. From the Washington Examiner, in a recent TikTok, Sirio interviewed Dr. Manjo Mahindakar, the principal of her school, about his thoughts surrounding the library. In my educational experience, books are always a good thing, and any books that support our students, I'm for, Mahindakar said in the video. Okay, so this is why parents need to be uh, active, proactive. They need to be asking what is being taught in their schools. They need to look at their curriculum. They need to be aware of what's going on. These days, things are not as they appear, and you need to go in and dig in and find out exactly what's going on because the stuff that's being taught there is corrupting our young people. It's indoctrinating them. It's grooming them sexually. It is completely out of bounds, and it needs to stop. And parents need to be involved. They need to run for school board. They need to vote these people out. They need to get in there and correct the situation. Otherwise, we're going to lose a generation of young people. Plain and simple, that's the truth. Don't listen to anything outside of that. This is nonsense, and we all know it. All right, headline number two. Sanctuary City, Washington, D.C., declares national emergency over illegal immigrants. Spencer Brown, the mayor of our nation's capital, Mayor Muriel Bowser, 
declared a public emergency on Thursday over the number of illegal immigrants heading to Washington, D.C. in the latest hypocritical turn by Democrat-run cities and states when they confront the impact of their policies. So far, the nation's capital has seen around 9,500 illegal immigrants arrive since April, apparently enough to cause Bowser to declare the public emergency. Meanwhile, 7,000 to 8,000 immigrants are illegally crossing into Texas from Mexico each day. Reporter Stephanie Ramirez, Mayor Bowser, announced a declaration of public emergency to respond to the migrant situation in D.C. and also announced plans to start an office of migrant services. D.C. Council Member Brianna Naidu stated Texas and Arizona have turned D.C. into a border town. Julio Rosas, D.C. Council Members Brianna Naidu, blamed the governors of Texas and Arizona for creating this crisis and said they turned D.C. into a border town. Okay, well, sorry, guys. It's not uh, Texas or Arizona that caused this problem. It's your Democratic President Joe Biden with his open borders policy. So if you have anybody to blame or point fingers at, point your fingers at Joe Biden. He's the one that's causing it. And uh, that's just the way it is. I mean, you can't uh, point fingers to Texas or Arizona. They're not the ones that are, that are causing the issues. They're just taking the people that are coming across the border and shipping them up to you guys so that you can take care of them because it's your policies. You're the one that's for open borders, and you can't complain when your policies are in your own backyard. All right, headline number one, Queen Elizabeth II passes away after 70 years on the throne. From the Financial Times, Queen Elizabeth II, Britain's longest-serving monarch, has died leaving her people in mourning, but reflecting on a life of duty in which she bound the country together through 70 years of momentous change. Her death at the age of 96 was announced by Buckingham Palace at 6.30 p.m. on Thursday. It marked a watershed moment in the life of the nation, leaving it without its matriarch. The Prince of Wales was at her bedside at Balamoral, her beloved castle in the Scottish Highlands, along with other members of the royal family. At the moment of her passing, her son became King Charles III. Dr. Albert Moeller, Elizabeth was only 25 years old when she became queen in 1952. She received the news in Kenya, where she and her husband Philip, Duke of Windsor, were on a royal visit. Philip would be made prince consort in 1957. The young woman flew to Kenya as a princess, but landed back in London as queen. A new age had begun. Queen Elizabeth's famous pledge, made on her 21st birthday in 1947, set the tone of her reign. I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. We now know that her service was long, indeed, the second longest of any known monarch in history. Okay, so the queen is dead. Unfortunately, it uh, is just a part of life. 96 years old, she lived a full life for sure. And most of us that are alive today, probably she's been uh, around as long as you and me have been around. It's just part of our consciousness. And uh, we've seen her imagery throughout our own lives. Uh, she's a classy lady. I mean, let's just face it. She was um, part of a bygone history, something that we'll, we'll probably never, ever see in our future. Of course, we separated from Britain. That's why our country became America. 
but we're also very strong allies, and we've supported each other throughout the years. We're very good friends, and the imperial family is its more of a, an image, uh, not as much as it is a legal authority. It's there simply as a statement of the British throne. Queen Elizabeth II uh, died yesterday at the age of 96. God save the Queen. Okay, those are your top five headlines for this Friday, September the 9th, 2022. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast this morning. Have a wonderful day. God bless you, and we'll see you next Monday. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it. 